It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. And welcome to the UPX Podcast, folks. My name is T Davis. I'm joined tonight by B Dag. How you doing this evening, B Dag? Hey man, I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm pretty good, man. Had a had a pretty great day. Took it off today. No work. Yeah, why is that? Uh, you know, just okay. Didn't feel like going. Wanted to spend it with Chica and the kiddos. Right. And nice to have a personal day. <laughs> yeah, man. It's my birthday, man. Forty three. Twenty three. Yeah. That's what I said. Twenty three. Happy might have sounded birthday. differently, but it was definitely 23. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure, no problem. Hey, so, drop your mic level just a touch. Yeah, so a lot going on in uh, uh, Upland this week, right? Uh, yes, big week. We big had, week for you, big week for Upland. Genesis week. What, is, what does that mean? What's Genesis? Uh, that's that rock band from England with Phil Collins and, uh, wait, is that the Genesis? No, wait, I'm confused. I it's the Hyundai so. off brand. Yeah. Isn't it? Hyundai's no, not yeah. on it. What are we talking about? Oh, Upland. Um, the first property. Right. Is ever minted. I knew I'd have it. Uh, yeah, the first property ever minted is 1800-something Jefferson Street in San Francisco. I think it was done by a test account of the devs or something like that. Yeah, uh, NIPA, we talked about that on Thursday, oh, right. actually. And if I'm not mistaken, they're still active because I know that TML had mentioned that they're in still conversation uh, to okay. this day, which is great. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, man. Wait, is is it like give me back my prop, man? No way, man. Is that the kind of conversation that's going on? With who? With Nippa and TML? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I know that they had come to some agreement on that property that involved, I, th- I believe, a pretty, pretty nice sum up for for selling that Genesis property, and if. You look on the map today in Upland is the only it's the only property that has that special tag on it. There isn't another property that has um, a Genesis tag label on it. Yeah, it's got a big old fat piece of bling on there, a little pin with a yellow G. And there's other properties that have something like that. Uh, They got the yellow pin, but they just got a star on them. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Something like that. So tell me, when when did you join Upland? More than a year ago, actually. Hey, I hit my anniversary. My Upland anniversary. Is that a thing? Do we care? Yeah, it should be. Okay. Um, I put this down somewhere. May 21st, last year. Yeah, so we just went past it a couple of weeks ago. Right, right. I didn't even notice. And I can tell you that, because I looked this up, you join the Discord five days later uh, on the wow. 26th of May. I didn't know that. I'd call you a creeper, but I know <laughs> how to look stuff up that's public. So, yeah. All good. 
Yeah, you joined on uh, 26th of May, and your first conversation in the Upland server. Uh-oh. So there were there were two servers that were very popular. Uh, there was the main Upland server, the one that everybody knows today, and, and then uh, the, the Upland fan server, which is Thank Me Later's yeah. server, was this, you know, it was... It's shifted between the two of them for quite some time, um, which was the most popular one as far as where you would go for conversation. I, I think when I started, it was the main server, and then it drastically shifted over to the fan server, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit about that later. Um, and I feel like just that dynamic keeps changing. But let's mm -hmm. take a look here and see what BDAG had to say. So it looks like you came into the server and Green Turtle, shout out Green Turtle, uh, says that just a quick, and then in parentheses, maybe interesting background info after checking the blockchain myself regarding the first minted properties. So look at that. They're talking about the same thing that we're talking about today. The first minted oh, properties. Be. June 6th, 2019, 1829 Jefferson Street which is the first minted property ever. Five days later, 239 Castro Street, the second minted property. And it was the first minted property with monthly revenue at 115,200 upix. 239 Castro Street, that's got to be a established uh, 2019, you would think, right? At that price tag, that's pretty high. What? 239 Castro. Yeah. Sure. Let's dive into that one really quickly. What's going on there? And uh, the third property was uh, 151 Third Street. Uh, the third minted property was 340,650 upics. Those are some pretty hefty properties for 2019 yeah uh wonder man own currently owns 239 and it is an inaugural property so it is a established 2019 let's take a look at the other one 151 third street did you get the opportunity to mint any of these inaugural properties, BDAG? No, all the inaugurals were 2019 mints back when uh, I don't think you could even send your Explorer to property. They just randomly wandered around. Yeah, um, wow. There was there was a lot, yeah, there was a lot. What I've read is a lot of stuff missing that we're familiar with today. And I joined almost halfway through 2020, so I know inaugural stuff was well done. I'm not that that much of an OG. Right, the third minted property has probably got to be one of the most valuable properties in game just by looking at it. Uh, the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Uh, it's a, what is that, a three collection property? Looks like it's established 2019, uh, San Francisco Iconic, and also uh, an ultra rare museum. Right, under the curator collection. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. That's why it was 340,000 upics. And you got to think way back then. I mean, I know when I, when I joined uh, 
four months after you in August, or I guess three months after you in August. Right. Um, 340,000 OPICs. That, that was a lot to spend on a property. I couldn't fathom it back then on one property. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's $340. Yeah. But then again, if you're real long-term focused and there's nothing else going on in the game, dropping 340 bucks on a little piece of property might not be a terrible idea. Right. And especially that this one is right, looks like it's right across the street from some very significant landmark properties or at least properties that are not locked ones yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah is this one of financial district also yeah i would have said it's soma south of market yeah what a cool property shout out to broker 21 so that was green turtles comment i got a little off subject there talking about these properties to which yeah, okay. b replied uh or how do you explore that? <laughs> Looking to explore the blockchain. That's pretty cool. Right. This was before there were any tools. Yeah. Uh, the, the, we had one tool. Oh, what was it? It was so, it felt so much like, uh, uh, sorry, my brain's not working. I had a sugar crash earlier. Actually, the brain's working. It's just not connecting to the lips very well. <laughs> um it looked like old ICQ kind of stuff. There's, I can't even remember what the name of his. And this was a third OGs. party tool that, that you. Yeah. It was like the first, it was like the first third party tool set up by one of the OGs. And it was good for finding initial collection properties cool. in San Francisco, but not a whole lot else. He showed a few other things on there. It'll come to me as soon as the podcast is over. <laughs> I guarantee that. Yeah. So then I, I take a glance over into the fan server. Uh, you join there the same day, uh, which that is not unusual. It certainly wasn't unusual back then because I joined both on the same day, the 1st of August. And... Your conversation there was, I guess, a, a little more, uh, well, let's just read it. It says, hey, guys, noob here, learning fast. Any hints on being able to enable borders? Been looking for something like that since I started. No luck. Yeah, derp. So you were looking no, for the points of interest. Uh, and then if I scroll down a, a little bit further, it looks like your next question is, or is Mojito not fully released? So we know that they've been naming the uh, the major upgrades after after cocktails. And uh, I remember Mojito and, and right. them talking about it. Uh, I think Sidecar came after that, right? Does that sound familiar? Right. Sidecar, uh, TML, and Too Stupid got to name that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it looks like maybe they didn't even implement it yet. Do you recall? kidding no clue <laughs> so no let's clue. see it looks like choina yeah it looks like choina answered you yeah uh, welcome he was to you. a pretty active mod early on in the upland fan server and yep and, and it pointed you to the the poi button the little map icon in the lower right hand side um turned right. on which yep. i had clicked before 
but I had been so zoomed into neighborhoods right. and looking for stuff that that button didn't look like it did anything. Right. I right, do remember right. that part. Yep. And I said, I should have tried that first time it did. It gave me an error. <laughs> uh, I'll save me tons of time derping around by clicking properties to determine borders. And then you said, oh man, labels yeah. too? You just upped my game. <laughs> I spent a solid hour trying to figure out the border of sunsets yeah before yeah. i found that tool well just clicking on properties is it in is it out is it in is it out it was stupid that's that's still happening today man with the with the right. poi button with the borders you know i think we discussed that in one of the previous episodes bakersfield where i just drifted a little too far yeah. outside the border. So even though the tools exist, you still got to pay attention to what you're doing. Um, let's take a look at what I had to say when I first joined. So that was three months later on the 1st of August. And my first communication in which server, the main server here is a uh, greetings community. I joined the Upland community last night and I've been trying to figure out what I'm doing. I thought I was doing a good job, bought a few properties, participated in a couple of treasure hunts. However, I'm on a flight to JFK at the moment. From what I'm reading, I have a feeling this might be a mistake. Any input? <laughs> and I can tell you how this, how this ended up because MG replied to me and said, um, so, so far, San Francisco is the only city where you can buy properties. So using the plane yeah. is kind of useless at that point. NYC releases in about a month. Oof. Yeah, that was a big miss on Upland's part. And right, uh, yeah. Your, your first mistake was much more expensive than mine. Yeah, that's what I said back to MG. I said, that's what I thought. Oops, <laughs> thanks for the reply. I just donated approximately 5K upics to the community pool, though. Hashtag charity. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was and still is. Um, it's, it, you know, it's it's funny looking back at it now. It, it's it should have there should have always been a warning at that airport that tells you, you know, what you're about to do. And are you sure you want to do it? And if there are right. no properties to mint, I mean, I'm not salty about it. Uh, I, I'm really not. It's, you know, it. I, I went and spent Upix without being fully informed on what I was doing. And I clicked the button to say, okay, uh, I flew there and back. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a big deal. 5,600 Upix or whatever it is. But, you know, and then obviously lesson learned. Uh, right. I'm glad that now, now we have so many options for new players. They can have, uh, the choice of going to Staten Island, Brooklyn, Bakersfield, Oakland, and I and I would guess Chicago as well. I, I don't see why they would eliminate that. There's certainly uh, cheap enough properties. We'll get into those numbers a bit later. Yeah, absolutely, and and the nice thing too is a lot of those cities now do have available properties. For the longest time, it was Fresno was the last city, right. and there was just nothing to mint. Oh, wait, an FSA just opened up. Go quick. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. And then in the fan server, now. let's see. I joined the fan server. TML welcomed me. Uh, thanks for having me. 
And uh, Jim Juice, who just reached out to me recently uh, for help acquiring a very special property that I'm glad to report MG, again, uh, was able to secure. So shout out to MG for being uh, that community hero for, for Jim Juice and helping him with that very significant property that he wanted to get. Uh, Jim Juice asked me, how did I find Upland? I replied, spotlight ad on state of the daps. I think I've told this story a few times. That's how I came in. I I was perusing state of the daps for, um, you know, up and coming Ethereum daps. And if you don't know what a dap is, it's a decentralized application and yep, I saw the the llama cartoon ad, and clicked on it. The llama was compelling, was it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, well, Jim Juice told me that he found it through a Brave ad, which you know, uh-huh. to this day, I'm still hearing the same thing. And what I said to Jim Juice was, "You're not the first person I heard say that. That ad must be doing pretty well," which I would say it still is. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? What's uh, what's funny is that um, the next comment right after mine was "too stupid to win." Advertising. What do you think he was talking about? <sighs> the UPX podcast. Yeah, man. The the latest UPX podcast is now out. Special guest Dizzy Deesky joins us to discuss his game-changing moves and the recent events of Upland. Upix podcast for the links. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, share, and write a review. So yeah, I know that the uh, Upix podcast is approaching its one-year anniversary, which will be, and if I'm not mistaken, 10 days from the day. That's kind of phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have some special things planned. I don't know what I'm allowed to divulge, but I would definitely say if you're interested, keep your eyes peeled for what they have planned. I think coming next week, maybe this week, I'm not sure, but definitely some cool stuff. And I know that they will be having some special guests on the Thursday episode this week for sure. Um, uh, that's no secret. That's mentioned in the calendar. Is it? So they do. They did say that Dirk and, and Iden will be special guests. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, yes. Excellent. 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 Awesome, man. So, what else do we? What else do we recall and want to reminisce about, man? Uh, my trip to New York yeah. was very short. Why'd you go to Manhattan in the first place? I saw I saw a I saw a Medium article, and it, it was advertising flight, and they were showing off the fact that there was an airport that you could fly out of, and so I wanted to do that. <laughs> Just to fly, there was no reason in Manhattan. Well, no, not in particular. I, well, I mean, okay. in, in, if I rec- if I remember correctly, I, I I thought that maybe I had discovered a, a like I, I wasn't supposed to be able to do it because it wasn't it wasn't 
advertised like you could you could fly so i thought maybe i'd either discovered a bug or i discovered some hidden feature where it would take me you know i was maybe five days into the game and uh just exploring it and with a with a new game like that you know that you know i didn't know if i found an easter egg or or i got on a uh i found a mechanic that was wasn't supposed to be able to to be used but it was and uh yeah 45 minute flight to to manhattan and to find out that i can't even i couldn't even leave queens because there were i don't believe there was the genesis property minted yet so the only thing i could do was just float in my little circle in the in the queens airport yeah yeah and so if we look i if we i should have pulled this up at the medium articles let's see when operation hello nyc was released on the fifth so that was four days after i joined the discord um they released the medium article talking about how on friday the 7th so that had been six days after my fateful trip there, uh, the Lazy Llama Cafe will be gifted to the San Francisco Heist winner. Do you re- do you remember the San Francisco Heist? Yeah, that rings a bell. So they had two characters that I don't know what they ever did with with those guys, but there was like a snake and a lizard, or a lizard and a, and an alligator, yeah, Le- or Lecter the lizard. Or something like that. And uh, they were around earlier. Wasn't one of them a meerkat or a lemur? Or oh, yeah, a yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I wish we had those names. I wonder what they ever did with, if they have any plans of, of bringing those characters back. I haven't seen them since then. I, but I do, I do remember seeing them. So anyway, the Lazy Llama Cafe was gifted to TML. Um, I believe he won the, I think there were two levels of that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but do you recall there that? The minting contest, wasn't it, it? Mint as many as possible, or was that another one? I, I don't remember. I don't think I was in Upland for that. I know that okay. I just heard about the the winner of it and... If my memory serves me correctly, TML won. They had like an, an upper and a lower level, like they still do today. Right. And TML won them both because they let you compete in both. But I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't know what they, what the, um, what the actual objective was. If you say it's minting, I, I'll trust your your memory on that. I no, don't do that. <laughs> don't trust my memory right now. I don't know. But I, I what I do remember is that after they gave the Lazy Llama Cafe to TML, then after that they they did start um, a minting challenge for all, and I, I do recall um, there were benchmarks of percentages of san francisco being minted like when they reached it right so there was 
42 percent 44 46 48 and 50 and if you just think about that like you know we might see the same thing with chicago um they may bring that back i, I wouldn't be shocked at all if if they did um you know benchmarks at a certain percentage of, of minted out but what mint out this much of chicago till we open la kind of thing yes yeah or or hold collections hostage oh, until yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i know that there were some questions asked in the um the founders ama that they have coming up um i know that there were some questions about how are collections going to be revealed in chicago um so that'll be that'll be interesting to see if that's how they go about it if they're using percentage benchmarks but in san francisco how they did it if i'm not mistaken was that's when the bubbles opened so manhattan was um sectioned into five right. bubbles and in order to get more of manhattan to open up you had to mint more of san francisco and yeah that's right then the winners of each percentage got early access to the bubble which that would never work today. Like, can you imagine if they just released Chicago, but the criteria to go in there, unfettered access to all of Chicago, or even if it was just because it wasn't unfettered to all of Manhattan, it was it was just that little bubble. But I mean, there was a there was a Midtown bubble that you know how much cool stuff is in is in midtown that would be the equivalent of like downtown chicago and it just would it would it would cause an uproar and madness and they just, oh yeah absolutely that would be it would yeah. be darn near nepotism right there <laughs> yeah so yeah. here's a little perspective have you looked up how much chicago is minted i have not do you know the take answer it. i i did you want to take a guess at it oh man so it's funny that you're asking me this because I know that we made these wild projections uh, on the Thursday episode when I was filling in, and okay. I said that there would be no non-FSA left by tomorrow. But then I took that back because I started to look at how large Chicago actually was. It's, and it's it, huge. And yeah. then yeah, and then I I just know now from being in both bubbles and how far south it goes and how much there actually is down there that it's going to be a long time before that happens. So I would say, yeah, you're stalling, get to the numbers. 10%. I would say 10%. It's been, all right. That's, that's decently conservative. It's, uh, I would have thought more, I would have said around 25 or more, but that's not with really exploring around and looking. It is currently 17% minted. Oh, wow. So you said 25, I said 10. That's right yeah. in the middle right in the middle. So here's a little perspective too. Manhattan had about 41,000 properties. Granted, the uh, minting price was a little higher overall in Manhattan. In Chicago, there are already 87,000 properties minted, which is twice over twice the amount that there are in Manhattan, period. And there are 432,000 unminted properties. I believe the way this reads is total and 71,000 of those are FSA. That's what remains in Chicago. Still a huge chunk. Yeah, wow. Wow. 
So when do you think we're going to hit numbers like 42 and 44 and 46? Oh my gosh. Well, you're talking about, you know, comparing San Francisco, which was, oh, I can never remember. What is it? How many properties are in San Francisco? Well, you know, I, I made this mistake on Thursday. I, I said some high number, but if I'm not mistaken, you had mentioned that there were a lot more in land grid than there actually is on the map. And I think it's yeah, like some right. astronomical difference. Like there's 250,000 on that's land grid and then there's only 150 in game or something like that Does yeah that that's right? right i don't know why i was sitting here trying to remember i've got up it's world open san francisco has 149,000. right right so but, hitting those numbers uh 42 44 46 percent would have been a lot easier than it would be to do in chicago where we've got 430 to 4, 40, 500 and wow, there's 20, 540,000 properties total. 540? 540. Wow, yeah. It's more than three times. Yeah. It's almost four times as many properties. Right. So I would say that they don't have to worry about properties being, un, you know, unavailable. For at least a month or two. <laughs> <laughs> I would Chicago hope. is a good choice. There's a lot there to dig into. And I think it's it <clears throat> after throwing in Fresno boop, and uh and, and then what, extending Brooklyn, yeah, remember Staten Clovis Island, was supposed to hold Clovis, <laughs> Oakland, boop. Yeah. Finally we got Chicago where they can let us run rampant for a while, speculate on the collections. Yeah. And they can get some other junk done in game. Right, right. And then maybe even open up Cleveland if if things slow too much to a to a crawl because I know that they they did for it took a really long time once you got a, a over 50 percent in San Francisco um I know that the collections started to to fall one at a time when I joined uh I if I'm not mistaken there was still sea cliff available when I started in august but that got wow it would have been fairly available yeah but it got minted i i feel like shortly thereafter and yeah. um maybe knob hill also but i might be misremembering yeah. that definitely pack heights um that took a little while longer yep yeah definitely uh mission district and then obviously sunset um and russian hill was also available so it took a little bit for them for them to fall i you know i know we don't know what the collections are in chicago but the ones that are you know pretty obvious um mm -hmm. like magnificent mile for example right. uh, chinatown uh, which I don't know that I would call that necessarily obvious, um, but they got minted up pretty quickly. In fact, I would say all of all of northern Chicago is pretty minted out. Have you taken a look at the map? No, not really. And I would assume you mean the northern core, right? Not the far yeah. northern neighborhoods. Yeah. 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 It's it's pretty minted up there. So, uh, not too surprised. 
so yeah, um, Manhattan opened in bubbles over the course of a few weeks or however long it took us to hit those um, minting benchmarks. And then mm-hmm. eventually we had the uh, big opening uh, of Manhattan. Do you remember that? I do. That was when I finally started having some Upex and I could actually go and mint a couple of Harlems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there there was the epic race to Wall Street, which will, yeah. you know, I wish somebody recorded that. That would be a really cool screen cap to, to, to have and, and memory to have. Uh, I didn't know at that point I was finishing off uh, Little Italy, New York, and right. um, up to my count there to, I believe, 42 which speaking of little italy how did you do in little italy chicago i did very well at the detriment of any other wild collection speculation i could have done yeah i picked up i that was a rough morning for me i could only be on for about 10 minutes and then i came back that afternoon so I picked up some South State, some South Michigan a little later, some Milwaukee Ave and some other speculations there, Wicker Park. But the biggest thing that I wanted in Chicago was a full block in Little Italy and not just any full block, <laughs> but it's a very specific full block bordered by Western Ave, Roosevelt Road and Ogden Ave. It's a triangle. And I like it because I am going to speculate that Ogden Ave is a collection because it's Route 66. I will speculate Western Ave is a collection uh, because in my very limited knowledge of Chicago, it kind of splits kind of like what I, I said this a few episodes ago, kind of like Houston in New York. It's sort of like Here's, here's a core of old Chicago and then west of Western is kind of all the newer suburb stuff. But the biggest reason I wanted that is because my family came over here from Italy three generations ago and I traced their movements, a bunch of different parts of the family. Uh, they hit Ellis Island and immediately bounced to the West Coast, but there was some layover for a while in Chicago and the address that they stayed at was 1225 Southwestern Avenue. And I don't think that's the exact address. Yeah, the address of that property in game is 1211 Southwestern, but I checked the street view several times and that whole property encompasses uh, several, several addresses, one of which is 1225. And in fact, the northernmost one, 1211, looks like it's the remainder of one of those old dumbbell tenements nice. with a little with a little notch in the side halfway down. So I'm super thrilled about that, especially because Chicago got released in a few different waves. And that enabled me to get in there and, and kind of secure bits of it at a time. Excellent. Excellent. And what was what do you think uh was the key to your success there just being there early before everybody um i guess before everybody the else key or... to my success yeah because i've yeah. seen your screenshot of and that's in a very i mean it's it's not easy to do with as many players as there are 
right in upland right now that that's you know there there's a huge risk that you run uh, of somebody minting something in, in your in your path yeah you're, i think the biggest thing that helped was that a lot of people were going in hard and speculation for magnificent mile north michigan other things like that that right pro they probably have a lot more knowledge of chicago than i do and that's fine and since i don't know i didn't care too much and this was more important to me on other levels so i think a lot of focus was elsewhere the fact too that we've kind of created a brand out of little italy and right. a little italy hood worried me but yeah uh, also this is big man yeah it is yeah it sure is big i I would you know i obviously would love for it to be a collection and if it is i would predict it would be a limited collection purple yeah it's not going to be anything not like uh not like manhattan yeah um i finally was able to get like really large parcels um, I think I spent something in the neighborhood of like 700,000 upics on, on three properties total. Holy cow. Yeah. Two of them are, are over, I think, 240 each. 240 yeah. upics? Yeah. One's almost 300K. One's almost 245K. And then another one's almost 200K. Now, had I been able to do this or had the i guess the the foresight or or the the nerve really to do this in in manhattan i would have been yeah. a lot better off once it was revealed as a collection but i just sure. i i didn't want to go that big on and not to mention there there weren't that large of parcels there were some big ones in in liny but chicago had these Nice three huge rectangles and right there kind of in the center. And so that's what I went for. Um, speaking of collection speculation, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I do want to point one thing out. So I, I know that they had said in the Discord that some properties had been omitted from the map because of maybe some issues with them overlapping on streets or or something but if you okay. look at the map you can see that there there's labels f pulled being pulled in through through map box and in, in the third party application that feeds the crowdsource data yeah but there's no parcel there and it's it's very clear to any upland veteran that that's a phantom property and oh yeah yeah you know i see several of those um there's one next to one of my large parcels that made me think of it it's uh the little italy branch library is completely missing uh that but that's not my speculation even though i believe it's oakland that has libraries right right yep um i'm not scratching it off my list but that it is odd to me that the library is missing but it could just be oh, a coincidence. Okay. But one thing that is not a one-off, and I've seen it now several times on the map, are Chicago Fire Departments with with the fire logo. And there's one right next to uh, West 14th Street. It's the uh, 
Chicago Fire Department Engine Company 18. Um, but there are some fire departments on the map. Yeah, th there are. And there's about a half dozen that I found because uh -huh. I went looking because, you know, when I when I think of Chicago, Chicago Fire is is it it's a TV show. The, right. the Chicago Fire is, you know, in very infamous U.S. history, right? And right. I, I well, yeah, feel, the Chicago Fire kind of, kind of uh, started that whole thing, right? Right. Yeah, and the I, Chicago and I, Fire. We need a fire department. Right. Right. And uh, I don't know. A part of me believes that Upland has been paying attention to the speculation. I know as a game developer, I would. Um, I, I think that Brooklyn Police Department's was not a coincidence. I, I, I firmly believe that that was chosen as a collection because of how hard we had speculated on NYPD and Manhattan okay. being a collection. And I feel sure. like that they just, you know, they're like, oh, well, we didn't think of that. And yeah, it's a great idea. Let's do it in Brooklyn. And I think that Chicago is going to have fire departments and if they are going to be a collection they're going to be an ultra rare that they're either not going to put on at all and just you know follow the uh, current uh, format of keeping them for rewards and awards because they never said that right. for sure that they were going to release all of the collections to be minted they just said that it was going to be released in vanilla and it wouldn't be that strange for them to deviate, you know, to not deviate from what they've been doing already, which is not releasing ultra rares for minting in new cities. So I don't know. Sure. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, but they already gave us fire stations in Fresno. So, Oh, you're right. Yeah, they did. They sure because did. Because Fresno fire stations are, you know, right. world renowned for. And you um, know what though? I like I, I'm a firm believer in the Cross City collection still, just because, you know. If, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, libraries and fire stations in Chicago very well could be. A pretty, obvious venue collections. Yeah. Well, who knows. So oh, that would be interesting. There is a Broadway in Chicago, but it's a pretty limited street. I don't remember where it was now. It was kind of, it was a small diagonal somewhere. Yeah. Anybody listening, check that out. Um, do some Googling, pull up a list of Chicago fire departments and then notice as you're going down the list, they're just, they're not there on the map. You will find some minted. Uh, there'll be ones that are, like E65, where the E stands for for engine, but uh, you know the top lists of of the fire departments they're they're not on the map, and I feel I find it just you know too odd to be a coincidence that all of those were you know the the properties that were causing issues with with being over on the borders or or whatever it was that. The, uh, the reason for being omitted from the map was. So, excellent. Yeah. Uh, no, that's good speculation. I like it. So, speaking of 
Chicago since we kind of got off track and moved to Chicago. Let's just, I guess, keep going and take a look at the yeah, numbers okay. here. Uh, there's been some movement on the secondary market and especially after the first wave it's not surprising to me at all that uh i i would guess that a lot of the secondary market sales occurred after the first wave in between the first and the second um only because that's likely where the most desirable properties were were scooped up um, there were 500 well 5,742 total secondary market sales with an average sale price of 12,275 upics which that's pretty uh, that's pretty high wouldn't you agree yeah I would I mean we're used to the smaller numbers we've been getting little littler cities lower tier cities i should say but uh it's a little high yeah and as we'll look at the top five sales later uh we i can see maybe why that's pulling it up because the median number is like right at four thousand upics so the number right in between is four thousand and our mode is i was shocked at how low it was 2800 upics is the number that's most frequently found in the data set of 5,742 sales. 2,800. That takes me back to... San know, Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, but, when, when I started it. But I'm not surprised because there's so many properties here and there's so much left unminted that... And there's so much available unminted that is below uh, 2,800 that it's just kind of a it's kind of a race to the floor right now. Well, I minted this. Can I flip it? And for how much am I going to be able to flip it for? I don't know. I it's not going to. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah, you know, uh, we have uh, White Ferret in the audience, and he just commented that he's holding 25 lots under 16 up squares, and the, with the smallest being nine. That's tiny. Yeah, I wonder what the minting cost on those would be. Pretty, pretty cheap. Here's one right here. Let's take a look. This might not be White Ferrets, but small. Uh, seven up square property mint was 854 upics. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, I picked up one that was 768. I think I found I was, uh, I found one little one that somehow was not an FSA. Was that it? Made have been. Uh, the prices for. Chicago, other than Magmile, which is really high, run from 80 to 566. And the, the median of those is somewhere around 130. So if you're talking about less than 10 up squared, if you're talking five up squared, uh, you're going to be at what, 650? Sure. Roughly. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's just a spitball average on that. But 
yeah, there were some pretty reasonably priced properties here. When I got into San Francisco, uh, properties had just broken over, mintable properties had just broken over 2000. So wow. my first property was a 2304 mint, if I recall. And then before they implemented FSA, it was always a fun race to try to find the expired visa properties and see if you could mint anything under 2000. Right, right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> so now here we are in Chicago and we're finding a whole bunch of them that are below that 2000 threshold. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. It's kind of like the good old days for us, not quite OGs, but those of us that have been around a year. Yep. So top sales. Um, you know what's funny? I don't know if you noticed it, and I hope you didn't. But when I when I put our notes into the into the document, I had uh, you know I always put comments on on the top sales so that I can just yes I noticed. Did you see what I put? <laughs> I, I put non collection. It's a non collection property. <laughs> really? You think? Uh, well, I clicked on I clicked on the boosted earnings text and it didn't show me any collections, so okay. it, it had uh, to be non collection. That's legit. <laughs> um, and I noticed it, at, you know, as I got a few down, I'm like, wait a minute, these yeah, can't yeah. be. And then it and it dawned on me, like, ah, oh, that's right, Chicago's in vanilla. Of course, there's going to be nothing to see there. Um, the top for sale property was uh, 1.6 million by sanctum yeah bought it off uh icris icris yeah icris uh 5733 south woodland ave which is this one was at the top of my list to mint almost above almost above the triangle so tell us about it so one of the key historic figures that chicago is known for at least in the circle that i run in is frank lloyd wright he had a school there i believe his studio was there he did a lot of stuff in chicago and all around surrounding areas and in the midwest in general okay so 5733 south woodlawn is one of his most famous houses it's famous enough that it's one of two houses he's ever done that a lego set has been made out of oh wow and it's it's the roby house and yeah if you tour the Roby house, when, when you approach it, you'll go, oh, that's interesting. And when you walk in the door, you'll say that's kind of dumb. But then when you walk in the house, it's incredible. The, one of the things Frank Lloyd Wright liked to do was try to work out spaces and make things feel better than they were, not to hide it, but to try to enhance it. Yeah. So you'd go in through these cramped little openings because then it set the precedent of things being tiny. Sure. But then when you walk into the the parlor, which is still bigger than most parlors in typical homes today, it would seem that much bigger and more majestic. Sure, yeah. And the Roby House is a good example of that. There's actually about 15 to 20 Frank Lloyd Wright properties in Chicago proper. And... Uh, yeah, this was this was a big one for me that was gone, and I'm not at all surprised. I'm speculating on a Frank Lloyd Wright collection. There you go. Are there any 
Frank Lloyd Wright properties unminted still is the question, no. right? They're all minted. Not, they're all minted unless they're locked. I think there might be one locked one. Uh, but they're all minted. Very good. All right. Well, Sanctum is the proud owner of, of one of them for $1.6 which if that turns out to be a rare or ultra rare, that's going to be well worth that with that price no kidding uh the second one was uh lh337 1.1 million for 111 west wacker drive uh duffer 2021 was the seller what do you know about this property if anything a whole lot less because again chicago just it's not my forte unless there's something else like Frank Lloyd Wright that works into it. <clears throat> All I can say about this is that it's a property. Uh, it's in the Loop neighborhood, and I would not be surprised if Wacker or Vacher or however you pronounce it is a collection. Uh, I wouldn't bank on it, but I guess I wouldn't be terribly surprised. Right. Vacher Wacker is the street that wraps around uh, it follows the chicago river wraps around the north and west side of the loop sure yeah. that's the reason the name of the loop is there i think it has more to do with the l uh, but i couldn't don't quote me on that so this and the next property are probably in the same boat in that regard. yeah and uh mr monopoly um who's an og up umpire bought the second one off of xenobite uh, one North Wacker for a million. He's got it for sale for 1.5. I'll have to reach out to him and ask him why he bought this and yeah. what is going on with it because I couldn't find anything special about one. I assume North it's a high Wacker. rise. Yeah, it sure is. It's a big enough property on this map in the right location. Oh, to be one. look at that. For mind, I uh, UBS Tower. UBS, that United Bank of Scotland. Yep. You got it. Well, it's something. Yeah, it's uh, a pretty significant building with a Wikipedia article. <laughs> oh well then sold it in a collection yeah uh the fourth property was um sold by tommy lord Ford to big nick 900 north lakeshore drive um i think that one's pretty obvious as to why that was bought and sold um because lakeshore yeah definitely yeah. uh 650k and I didn't look to see what the mint was on this, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that was probably a pretty significant markup. Uh, yeah, it looks like it was 121K mint. That's so about good. a six by, five and a half by. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a nice size property. Good for Tommy Lord, man. He needed some wins. Uh, and then the last one was uh, Magic Viking. Uh, sold to Atomic Pop 
545 North Michigan Ave. Is that in the Magnificent Mile? You know, Mag Mile, it's funny how they got the border on there. They just barely encompassed North Michigan Avenue itself. And some of the properties could almost accidentally be in there. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine Magnificent Miles, not a collection. Right. Me neither. But I wonder if they're just spot picking each, um, each of the properties that belong in it, just so there's no mistakes with the borders. Yeah. I would agree. I'm just checking out here if there's anything else interesting to comment on while we're while I'm looking here at Magnificent Mile. And if I'm looking at right on the map, <clears throat> it almost looks like Magnificent Mile is a forced neighborhood that they placed inside Streeterville. Yeah, what's going on with uh, 806 North Michigan Ave? Do you have any idea why that's locked? It's a landmark, maybe? Chicago Water Tower? Water Tower? Hey, we got those in Fresno. Yeah, that's what it looks uh, like here. Um, I could find Chicago it Water is. Tower. It's a contributing I don't know, man. property sure. and landmark in the old Chicago Water Tower district in Chicago, Illinois. Your guess is as good as mine. That sounds good. Yeah. That'll be one of them triple collections, uh, Michigan Ave, Mag Mile, and Landmark. Yeah, I'm guessing that's why know. that one's locked, and there are some other ones here locked um, around this Water Tower area. Yeah. But yeah, man. And last Thursday with uh, TML, I took a look at the secondary market floor, something that was uh, a bit different. I haven't, hadn't done that, but I wanted to circle back to them to see where our users were at with their, you know, their sales prices. Um, the, the theory is that with Chicago releasing, there would be some liquidation, um, you know, try, sure. trying to get some OPEX freed up. And if, these numbers tell me any story. It is definitely that. So let me read to you how things are looking. All right. Uh, on Thursday, the secondary market floor for Manhattan and Oakland in fiat remained the same. Uh, Manhattan's floor was $30. Oakland was $5. There was no change there. Aside from that, everything decreased. So only those two cities stayed the same in either Fiat or OPEX. Everything else, the prices went down. So that means that either users brought their sale prices down, which is, I guess that's the only conclusion that we can, that we can come up with, right? I, mean, I think it's obvious why. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody's saying when Chicago and trying to liquidate for it without fiating in, if possible. Right. So Manhattan's OPEX floor dropped by about three thousand OPEX. Um, San Francisco's fiat and OPEX dropped uh, by about two dollars in fiat and about a thousand or eight hundred in OPEX. Um, Chicago's 
floor is currently 2.59 thousand opics. It doesn't have any fiat properties listed, which again is a very surprising piece of data for me. On Thursday, Staten Island was the only city that didn't have fiat listings, and I and I said to the audience, "Oh wow, you should go list for fiat in Staten Island because there is none." And yeah. instead of doing that, I, I guess everybody decided to unlist their fiat properties everywhere because this week we have five cities, five cities without fiat listed That's properties. Crazy. The only the only cities with properties for sale for fiat right now are Manhattan, which again didn't change. It's thirty dollars. San Francisco at eleven, and Oakland at five. There are no properties listed for fiat sale in Chicago, Brooklyn, Fresno, Staten Island, or Bakersfield. That's a, a crazy statistic. Where yeah. are all the fiat listings? It's it's nuts. When, I think when I get off this podcast, I'm going to go. I'm going to fix that. I'm going to go list for at least one in each of those cities to say that now there at least there are fiat listings. Um, the most significant drop in uh, markdown looks to be. I said this to you before the podcast started, and now I can't identify by, it. <clears throat> by the amount or by a percentage. Um, by the amount, I think it was like a thousand. Up Staten is. Island went from four point three to three point four k epics. Yeah, that's the one that sticks out to me. And Brooklyn went from four point nine to three point nine. Yeah, Brooklyn, that's the one. Yeah, Brooklyn, it was down by a thousand epics. Um, Which is significant at those lower numbers percentage-wise. Right. I remember I was buying Brooklyn, the Brooklyn floor at five and 6,000 upics in, in listing and then listing them for fiat. And now uh, would probably have to go down pretty low in Brooklyn to get like some sales moving. Right. I'd probably have to list at like 350 375 something like that uh so yeah all of our fiat out beta testers you guys got to go list some properties there's nothing for sale in cities other than manhattan san francisco and oakland yeah if you got something you can ditch i i probably contributed to those lower numbers because i uh <clears throat> i did the same thing i tried to liquidate so you Alexa, switched all your sales Chicago to Opics? Yeah, I mean that makes no, sense. No, all my all my fiat out stuff had sold, and so I was just trying to get quick quick Opics for Chicago, which yeah, is good. Sure. I ended up getting about thirty grand or so uh, to finish everything off. But it's a good tip. I might look around and see what I could uh, flip for some fiat. Excellent. All right, man. Well, we're right about an hour. Uh, do you have anything for our, our audience before we let them go? Oh, well done. We made an hour. Uh, no. Good luck on your speculations in Chicago and keep on uplanding, I guess. Yep. Inspiring. Sounds good. All right. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.
It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix.